For today's service is our family service, so I'm actually going to preach two in one. Sir. We are continuing on the structures of the family. Last week we said have a value, have a culture. Today I'll be speaking on defend your values, have fierce loyalty. Fierce loyalty. Everybody say fierce Loyalty. Fierce loyalty. Fierce loyalty. Fierce loyalty. I'll come to that. But in defending our values, we said everything, the family values, should all be based on the word of God. The family values depend or is based on the word of God. In Genesis chapter 3, God had given the command. And said, of all the trees in the garden you shall eat, but the one in the middle, don't touch it because it is tree of good and evil and you will, be, you will die. So, the family value is based on the word of God. Any family that has its basis on God's word is able to stand. Now, what is, then we also said, if you understand your role in the family, it will make you a better man, a better woman, and a better child. Do you see? So in having a value system and to be able to defend it, you have to know what is God's word saying. So in this passage of scripture, Matthew 21, and I'll jump to verse 14, 15, and 16. Now I'm addressing children because we have them once a month. I'm addressing children and I want to I want to finish this series before May. So that's why I'm not breaking. So I'm addressing children in the first part of my sermon today. Verse 14, Matthew 21. I'm mostly using the English standard version. So Just bear with me. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children doing what? Crying out in the temple, or shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. And they said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read? Have you never read? Out of the mouth of infants and nascent babies, you have prepared praise. The New King James says, You have perfected praise. So that is the value that the children have in the family. That is God's purpose for children in the home. What? That their mouths will utter the praise of God. That their mouths will magnify the Lord. So children should have an attitude of praising and worshiping and honoring the Lord. And whilst they were doing it, 
it was irritating to the chief priests and scribes. Because children can be disruptive. They don't know when to stop. They don't understand what's going on. And so we can easily shut them up. And think that what they are doing is not necessary. But the Bible says we should allow them to use their mouths to praise God. To honor God. That is why it is the best thing in the world when we have them up here singing and doing all that. When they go to Sunday school, it is the best thing for them. And children, if you are with me and you understand why God, what God expects of you now as kids, as little children, is not to be it's not to be rude to one another, but it's to learn to praise Him. It's to learn to sing songs. It's to learn to sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. It's to learn the Bible verses. So even the Bible verses they say or they quote, it all leads to honoring God. Are you with me? Now, the grown-ups couldn't understand what was going on. They were concerned about, look, look, our chairs are going to get dirty, our carpet is going to, wait, wait, all that, all that protocol was all over the place. But the children kept saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the son of David. May we raise up children who will not stop at the protocol and boundaries of the world, but they will continue to say, Hosanna to the son of David. Hallelujah. Even when it is not politically correct, they will say, Hosanna to the son of David. May we raise our children who will go to school in this world of ours and challenge their peers and their teachers that Jesus is real. That Jesus is alive. Do you know some people believe Jesus' story is just a myth? But, 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 but they like superheroes. They like cartoons. They like Tom and Jerry. They like Disneyland. And they are fine with it, but they don't like Jesus Christ as the son of the living God. So may we raise up our children and out of their mouths, the praise of God will be perfected. Do you know that there are places you and I cannot affect today? You and I cannot go today, but our children can go and affect it. Hallelujah. They, can, they have utterance that we don't have today. Because you and I have a different upbringing. They are having a different upbringing. They can begin to speak to powers that we cannot. That is why we need to give them all the encouragement. So the Bible said, allow the little children. Permit the little children. Give them room to come to me. Amen. Give them room to come to me. Whatever you do, put your best investment in them. Not to have the latest uh, clothing, but to be able to lift up the name of God. Amen. Out of the mouths of babies, nursing babies and infants, you have perfected praise. Hosanna to the son of David. This is what was written. And the children were defending that value. Amen. They were defending that value. Every child has questions. Half of those questions should be about God and His creation. But the question is who is answering them? So when your children are talking and talking, 
That is, at that stage, they have many questions and they want to understand God and creation. So, if they are not in the environment where they're getting the right answers, whatever they are asking and you are answering, it is forming their foundations. You may think this is child talk. No, it's forming their foundations. So, whatever answer you are giving them, that is what they will believe. So may we give them the right answers. In the name of Jesus. It's okay if you don't know the answer at the moment because sometimes they ask the question, you don't know the answer. Tell them I'll find out and tell you. Don't don't forget. Don't tell them a lie. Tell them the reality. Because it is forming their foundations. And once they have most of the questions about God and creation answered at an early age, then when they grow up, linking into God and His Word and His service becomes easy. So God will perfect our children in the name of Jesus. So let us take time and give them every resource. Do you know that when children grow up in an environment, whatever it is, you may think, oh, these are, this is advanced mathematics. Children won't understand it. As long as it is on your shelf, they will investigate it. They will. So if you have the right material in your home, you don't have to tell them, go and read this. When you are not there, they are reading it. So if you have the wrong material, they are also going to consume it. And as long as it's on daddy's desk, it must be good. Out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have perfected grace. Hallelujah. So our children will live to fulfill God's glory and God's purpose for their lives. In Jesus' name. Now let's go back to Genesis. That's the first part of the sermon for the children. Let's go back to Genesis. Structures of the family. Fierce loyalty. Genesis chapter 3 and I'll read from verse 1. Yes, please follow me with your Bibles and if you're taking down notes we've been teaching on the family and now we're on structures of the family. This is part 3. The first one was marriage. The second one was have a culture, a family culture, value system. This is defend the value system. Fierce loyalty. Genesis chapter 3. He said to the woman, English standard. Leave the King James up there. We'll soon find English standard and put it 
Um, he said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that a tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took off its fruit, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Sad. What is the problem here? The problem is not that Eve ate the fruit. The problem that Understand, the devil did not start introducing the fruit. Number one. The devil started by attacking the value. You with me? He said, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Tricky. The woman said, we may eat of the fruit of the trees. In the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch this with that. Now she quoted correctly what God said. Now listen to the devil again. But the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die. Second guess, you shall not surely die. You shall not surely die. Looking for a reason to change an instruction is disloyalty. That's why I'm talking fierce loyalty. Now I want you to please, please follow me closely. Have you ever had a dog? If you have a dog and the dog is in your house, right? And let's say you go and break somebody's window in the next house and you are running to your house and the people start chasing you and they reach your gate. Then your dog will look and say, no, my master caused some commotion over there. So let me allow the people to come and get you. Is that what your dog will do? Regardless of what you did, your dog will chase them. That is fierce loyalty. That is the loyalty of a bulldog. As far as that bulldog is concerned, you don't come into my master's territory just like that. I don't care what he has done or said to you, I am the dog here, you don't come here. And that is why sometimes we look for reasons. See, because the thing is, sometimes your master really they didn't behave well. Or maybe it looks like perhaps that particular fruit or tree was even more beautiful than all the rest. 
So how can God really say, don't touch it? Something must be wrong. Look, let's investigate a little. Did God really say we shouldn't have sex before marriage? How can you really? You mean in this day and age, looking for a reason to change an instruction is disobedience. So it doesn't matter what was the problem. Now the problem with what the devil said was that it was partly true and partly lies. Because they were not going to drop dead physically. So that was true. He said, you shall not show me that. In our families, there may be times when you just have to give up on an order or an instruction that you, you, have, you have been pursuing. Then, as long as your parents say, that is how the person is. So you take. We said, never expose your nakedness. Fierce loyalty, like a bulldog. Stand for it and say that whatever it takes, God said, you shall not eat of the food, and I'm not eating of the food. We shall not eat of the food. Even if you give me 10,000 reasons to eat it, I will not eat it. Wherever there is a trace of disloyalty or changing an instruction, the serpent is not far away. He's not far away from that environment. Because he's a schemer. He likes to scheme. You see the way serpents move. You can't, they don't move in a straight line. They, and yet they fast. You can't even see them when they are moving. So the Bible says, First Peter 3.15 What are our family values? First Peter 3.15 But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. I'm speaking to families. In every man, woman, child's heart in the family, he said what? Honor Christ the Lord as holy. If mama honors Christ as holy, papa honors Christ as holy, children honor Christ as holy. Now, which of them will dishonor Christ? None. And if we are honoring Christ, then we will honor one another too. Do you know the problem wasn't that Eve obeyed the serpent. The problem was that she disobeyed God. The biggest problem with disloyalty is you are disobeying God. That's why he said, In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always, now this is important, always 
being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you yet do it with gentleness and respect now amen be prepared anyone give them a reason you know it was like the other day somebody came here to preach and then he heard our confession so it moved him then when he stood here he said are you really doing it or you are just saying it <laughs> now it hit him but the minute he said that people weren't sure again uh, actually <laughs> people weren't sure again some sense. And then your mind will shift. May you stay solid. Because it will get to a time if your husband or your wife say I love you, you say are you really sure? How can this be? This one you are just saving me with your lips. But if you say I love you, then have a reason. Give a reason. Stand. If even the person is not is doubting, that is how you overcome. You overcome in the atmosphere of doubt. Because people must look at you and say, is this thing working? Is this thing going to work? And you say, God said it. I don't know anything again. I don't have any reason. I don't have any logic. God said it. What did God say to you as a, as a young man, as a young woman? He said to you, I'll give you an expected end. Your future will be great, will be bright. You will worship, you will exalt me. You will do this, you will. So whatever is happening in your life right now, that is not a reflection. It's just an interruption. So don't focus on interruption. Focus on the rock. Whatever whispers are coming through to your life, to your situation, did God really say? Sometimes it is a prophecy that you have waited on for years. Then it will, did God really say? That prophecy has been long in coming. You sure God really said that? So, what, what, what? You have to stay strong. Give a reason. Be faithful, be strong. Now he's saying give a reason because a reason will not always be evident to the people who ask you. They can see that is why they ask. But you must have the inner eye. The inner witness. Have the inner eye into your marriage. Have the inner eye into your children. Have the inner eye into your job. Have the inner eye into your church. Have the inner eye into your ministry. 
And when you are trying to do something, they say, no, this thing won't work. Nobody has done it like this before. You say, well, I'm not doing it because somebody has done it or not done it. I'm doing it because God has sent it to me. Hallelujah. That is it. Otherwise, we should just read history books and forget because history history is things that have happened. All these suits, all this fashion we are wearing today, people wore them long ago. After many years, it comes again, then it goes, then it comes again, then it goes like that. But we believe that God is able to give us a fresh word every time. Is God still speaking today? Yes, he, he does. Otherwise, let's just read history books and forget. But God still speaks. So we don't just read about great Christians and forget. When we read about them, we say, now God, speak to me too. I believe in a God who raised the dead. I believe in a God who caused fire to fall. I believe in a God who caused food to flow in the wilderness. Today I am not in the wilderness of Sinai, but I may be in the wilderness of something. So I want that same God to manifest in my situation. I want that same God. So I would defend my God. I would defend my faith. I would defend my values. I said before, or we said, this is a teaching session with him, we said. When you read Genesis chapter 1, Bible said, God created the Odyssey and then you saw that it was good. God did it and saw that it was good. Is that correct? When he finished, he said, let us make man in our what? own image. So when he finished that one too, he was happy. But then he said, it is not good that the man should be alone. So when he created that man, you notice he didn't say it was good like the other day, the other one. That's right. That's right. He didn't say that. He was still watching. Then he said, it is not good <laughs> that the man should be alone. Because nature can exist by itself. Okay? So if I put if I put a little soil here and then maybe a mango fruit or I just put a mango fruit here and I leave it very soon that mango fruit by itself will attract it will attract ants it will attract fungus it will attract so many things it will become an ecosystem on its own Nature can exist by itself. But with man, he said, it is not good. That is why I said, when we started in the first part, the best environment next to the garden that God wanted man in was the family. When we get that revelation, so our families must be our most enjoyable and peaceful place. If it is not that way, something is wrong. We looked at that in the first series anyway. That is why we must find, you see, it's like 
It's like you are hungry. Then you go and get some food. As soon as you are about to eat, somebody shows up and takes the food. Okay, one time, no problem, I'll go get another. You go get, you come. Just before you, somebody. The third time, man. You would have to stop that. And because the devil knew that the family was the best environment for man to exercise his dominion, we said this, that we exercise dominion in context of the family. And we look at how families are actually ruling the world. It's not the government that rules the world. It's families. The government... Hmm. It's a political figure. It's families that rule the world. So for the devil to disrupt God's agenda of having a successful family in the life of the man, he came inside. He came inside. I pray liberation and freedom for your family in Jesus' name. Because that is the best setting for you to expand the way God ordained you. All your best gifts and potentials must be realized there. So every attack of the world against the church is on the family. First, they began by saying, we've made women servants, which is not true. Then the church is against women, which is not true. Then now they say, uh, why? You say, man should marry a woman, and the woman should submit. Then you, you, are, you are dominating the women. You, are, you see, and those are the lies. God never said that. It's the serpent still speaking. So now you have women who are feminists. Feminists. They hate anything male. If they smell maleness coming, they can't stand it. That's That is not what God said. Do you see? So now we have what I have always called the battle of the sexes. The women on one hand, we hate the men. The men on one hand, we hate the women. The men and the women are not the enemies. There is a serpent in the middle, can't you see? There is a serpent. There is. So, listen. I've said to you, some people can excel in life. One thing in the family will bring them down. Just one thing. In the, you don't, some uncles you don't even know. Eh? They will just do one thing and you will just come down. And it is the serpent. That is why we need to defend our families. So that by the time you are a grandparent, your family will be prominent. And when they mention your family, it shows the glory of God, the favor of God, the power of God. There are some families when you mention them in business, everybody knows them. In politics, everybody knows them. Why not in the church? When they mention your family, in the church. Amen. When the pastor sees your family, you are, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what we are meant to be. 
And that is why God is giving us this revelation, this ministry. So Easter Saturday is going to be, you know, you know, we are marriage counseling. This one is all marriage counseling. We, this is, this is family consolidation. You see, marriage counseling is when there's a crisis. When there's a crisis. And anyway, if you are cooking and you start to smell the food is burning, by the time you are smelling it, it's already burnt. Yeah. Now, by the time you are able to smell that it's burning, it's burnt. It started burning when you put it on the fire the first time. That's when it started burning. So we are talking family consolidation. We stop it before it starts. We stop it before it starts. You must enjoy your family. That is God's order. If God said it's not good for the man to be alone, then it is good for the man to be with his wife, with a woman, in a family. So, in case you think I'm just saying my own theories, look at what God decided to do in Genesis chapter 8, from chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, when he decided that the earth is now too wicked, he saved one family, Noah and his sons. That's it. He saved one family. So in actual fact, though we all came from Adam, in actual fact, at the point, we're all from Noah. Well, but it still works out that way. Noah also came from Adam anyway. May God find your family to preserve if he decides to strike the whole world. That is why he said, I know Abraham, he will command his family after him. For the man to command his family, he has to fight prejudice. They say you are chauvinist. And the media, Christians are fed into the media. Hmm? And so, even if the husband is trying to say something, they say this male domination, male shock. So even the males can no longer act. They are not gay. I better not say I release you from that. Jesus you have to take your place. Amen. You have to take your place. Amen. Oh. <laughs> Holy Ghost power. <laughs> Holy Ghost power. Because the aggressiveness of the man is to protect the woman. Men are aggressive by nature. It's just the way they are. Even a very quiet man is very aggressive. You try it, you see. That it is to protect the woman. It's not to fight the woman. Therefore, the serpents that have invaded our gardens. Adam should have gone for a bow and arrow and shot that thing. Telling you, he should have shot that thing with a bow. 
we are saying that for too long, anytime we went for our food to come and eat, then somebody come and take it. Then we go again, somebody come and take it. Then we all oh, please, enough. Enough. We are going to defend our family. We are going to have it as God intended it to be. In the name of Jesus. See us loyalty. As for you in your family, see yourself as you are the bulldog. If somebody goes, you your husband, I saw him in. Get out of my sight. It doesn't mean it's not true. But you don't need that. What you need is a talk with your husband. But if you listen, you see your wife, then, no, you are the bulldog. Get out, suck them, then deal with your... Abraham Grant, you know what happened to him? One day he went to a massage parlor and the cameras, the paparazzi caught him. Hmm? After training, he went straight to a massage so they made it big. They said, hey, his wife is going to divorce him. His wife lives in Israel. She's a news reader. She's popular. Wait. You know what our grandwife told them? She said to them, all of you, shut up. It's my Abraham. I'll deal with him myself. <laughs> and she dealt with him herself. Whatever way she did it, I don't know. <laughs> you are the bulldog. She has loyalty. You know, if you go to school, maybe two years, three years, four years, you finish, isn't it? Uh (laughs) If you go to work, maybe, let's say, seven to seven, you'll close, won't you? Even if you do overtime, seven to ten, you'll still come home. You'll still close. But, if you live under one roof, <laughs> there's no closing time. <laughs> there's no closing time. There's no duration, cost duration. So if God loves me and He puts me under that roof, it must be the best roof. If the roof is leaking, something is wrong, it gotta be fixed. I refuse to allow my territory to be dominated by the serpent. So you will say, I will arise. This thing is God's building. And as I live under it, it must reflect the glory of God. Do you realize that when God came into the garden, there was now there was now argument. In fact, there was now serious accusations. Because Adam was very clear. He said, The woman God you gave me, so Imagine how Eve would have felt. He no longer said, bone of my bones. No, 
He said, the woman you gave me caused all this mess. What would the woman do? The serpent. So Eve was just in the middle crying. He said, the serpent. That is what happens when a serpent shows up. You will make sure the accusation will be heavy and strong and cutting and hurting. Oh, Adam, how can you say that? The woman you gave me. <laughs> so now it is Something has happened. Even their, their, their thinking was changed by eating the fruit. Because that thought never was in Adam's head before. Even the way they were speaking, they started hiding from God. Then he said, man, where are you? He said, we saw you, we knew we were naked. <laughs> Who told you you were naked? So even their thinking changed. You see that suddenly your wife's thinking will change, your husband's thinking will change. Where did this come from? A serpent has entered. This woman never used to be, this wife, this man never used to be. A serpent has entered. Oh, my children, look now. A serpent has entered. The punishment was upon the serpent. But the sad thing is that Adam blamed Eve. They blamed. God is on the business of restoring us to his original plan and purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's rise up. That's right. I'm going to lead us to pray some prayers. Some strong prayers. Because all over the world, and that is what the devil always does, he strikes at the man. Now, very few or even zero have you heard that a top popular man of God fell because he spent church money? No. Do you ever hear that? All the time is what? The woman Sometimes you find that. <laughs> Sometimes they have the woman God gave them and then they go for another on the side. What I'm saying is major attack like that is always family related. Always. Now, you, you, you watch it. Did you ever hear, oh, the man of God chopped millions, so he has... No, it's, it's not. It's always something to do with family. That means it is a high target for the devil. That's where he always wants to hit. May God preserve us. Amen. We are going to pray. 
Now, this is a sort of prayer. I'm not going to leave point one, point two, point three. Hmm. If somebody keeps coming for your food, please. I'm not the one to tell you, chase her. Today, you are going to be the priest of your home. Now, the man is the priest of the home. If the man is not a Christian, the woman assumes it. Because he's, he's abandoned his role. So the woman assumes it. So you are going to be the priest of your home. And whatever you want to see, speak it. I'm not going to leave point one, point two. We are just going to pray until we can feel. Open up your heart. And this is this is not just for husband and wife, this is also for children, this is for uncles, this is for nieces. Family. Oh Lord. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Restore me to your original purpose. In the name of Jesus. Let your word become my value. In the whispers of the serpent. Into my home. I block it out. In the name of Jesus. May your word begin to penetrate. And begin to move. In my life, begin to pray, begin to declare, begin to speak. In the name of Jesus, pray strongly, pray strongly, pray powerfully. In the name of Jesus, pray
What are you telling me? Lucky you in the spirit realm begin to say any serpent in the spirit realm over my family. I release the curse that you pronounce in the garden. I activate it now over that serpent and I take dominion as a, as a child of God and I crush the head in the name of Jesus. Begin to declare, begin to declare. Them, see them being 
handled by a bear or a lion. They can't talk straight, they can't think straight, they can't act straight because they've been held hostage. When you watch the movies, if the bad people take a hostage and they put the person in front of the machine and they have a gun to their head, the people can't act normally. They are just some hostage taking has taken place. We are going to release every spiritual in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Every lion, every bear that has taken hostage in my family, I disarm them now. In the name of Jesus.
even has things to do with age. Then tell me why people reach 80 years and they divorce. After being married for 45 years, they divorce. That's nothing. It's the identity. May the anointing of God become strong on your life. Yes. Like David. So rulership has nothing to do with age as well. So, but it is the anointing that transforms. It's the anointing that made David a king. All his elder brothers, it wasn't about age. So it doesn't matter if your status in the family is the least or the small, the anointing will accelerate you beyond your years, beyond your experience, beyond your abilities. That is why I can teach on the subject because it's not by age, it's by the anointing. The guy who wrote the longest chapter on marriage in the Bible never even married. It's the anointing. I want you to understand marriage is a spiritual institution ordained by God and it is only in God we can understand it. It's not Hollywood. Therefore, when you say you want the anointing, what do you want the anointing to do? That you have a better family. That is it. Say, oh God, I need the anointing. Come upon me. Transform me. Make me like David. In the name of Jesus. That I will rule. That I will dominate. I will kill the lion and the bear. To your glory. Begin to declare right now. Begin to declare right now. In the name of Jesus. Saturday, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. is a date with the families. We are going to meet here. God is going to do on some things. I sense now some. Let's sing this song. Wrap me in your arms. Let's sing. Wrap me. In. Some people just want that touch, that wrap, that embrace. Some families will get that Holy Ghost embrace. your family in his arms. Protect you. Heal you. Hey. Yeah. 
reign of God touching your families, the hand of God.
could carry on, but amen. We would receive our tithes and offerings, and after that, Brother Jojo would show us his promo. And as we said initially, next Sunday is the also Easter Sunday and also the naming ceremony for the baby of Sister Dockers and Brother Steve. Amen? Amen. So next Sunday, please be on time. Please come, everyone. They have guests who will come in. Amen? Let us bring forth a resurrection service. Amen. Amen. On resurrection, everything is new. Some people wear white. See, new. Amen. Resurrection Sunday. If you have white wearing, now it's not a dress code, but Resurrection Day, we're going to celebrate with them as well. Amen. So if they have, please uh, do give them a hand if they need anything. And uh, let's support them to do this. Amen. We shall receive our tithes and offerings now. If you just come forward if you have your tithes with you today as we receive it. Oh, 
and uh, as they'll be able to see it uh, uh, today. So, Uncle Danny, you can just play for us um, as we. This is what we've been doing behind the scenes. I wrote, um, I wrote that script myself. I believe that that's one of the gifts that God has given me. So if you want to do an advert in future, come and see me. But um, I think it feels like you're in the cinema hall. That's the whole idea. And there's going to be another advert coming up. This is just a thriller. And then the advert will have um, the guest artists. So the guest artists are, I don't know if you remember Alabaster Box, the four, the four group. They're flying all the way from Ghana just for this program. And then we've got um, Ma Palonia, Prophet Ma Palonia through Pastor Prince. I'm told about 15 people are flying from the Ameri- from America to be here. And um, we've got the, the, the uh, one person, a very good friend of mine from East Enders. Uh, those of you that watch EastEnders, uh, he's done something on there. Um, he's the chaplain of Swansea Football Club. So he's called Kevin Jones. So Kevin Jones is coming all the way from Swansea to be part. We've got another worship leader who's called Brian McCarthy, who's also coming all the way from Scotland. An amazing, amazing worship artist. But ladies and gentlemen, talk about this. You just can't miss it. It's going to be a great blessing. And just know that I'm part of your church. I'm part of you. So tell all your old friends and people that I've been here, been blessed by the ministry. Um, I've been singing for 25 years. So 25 years is a very, very long time. And, and, and please come and support me. This is the, this is the, just the little thank you you can give to me over the years. So please tell all your friends, take some flyers and be there to support. And I believe that God will bless you. Thank you. Thank you. That is awesome. Thank you. 
So, 12th August, we'll be there. Amen. Right, today, we're right on time. Let's stand to our feet. And uh, This week is Easter week, Friday, 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll meet here to 12. And uh, we'll watch a movie as well as part of the well, well so just come easter but we need please uh, contact sister blessing after church if you are available to to help us move the stuff some stuff which will sell uh to here and sort if you can be here uh, 10 o'clock on Easter Monday to help with the sorting or even other days please see Sister Blessing I want you to finish Amen. Amen But Wednesday we'll have prayer 6pm to 7pm Amen. Amen Let's pray now as we come to a close Father we thank you for your goodness and your grace we give you the glory that even as we depart, your unction will rest upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Tell somebody fierce loyalty.